Hello, and welcome to Grain Insight, a CN update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacey McCracken, and joining me is David Shednovic, Director of Sales and Marketing. David, today we're going to follow a train down to the Port of Vancouver, starting west of Kamloops. Can we begin by discussing directional running to and from Vancouver? Sure. In order to make the most efficient use of rail infrastructure leading into and out of Vancouver, CN and CP have had a directional running agreement through the Fraser Canyon since 2000. Westbound and down to Vancouver, CN and CP run on CN track for approximately 166 miles, while eastbound, CN and CP run on CP track for approximately 160 miles. Effectively, this infrastructure is operated as a directional double track, increasing corridor capacity and fluidity relative to if CN and CP each ran bi-directionally on their own track infrastructure. It's a smart approach to finite capacity. West of the directional running zone leading to CN's Thornton Yard, CN recently obtained National Trade Corridor funding to double-track the last 3.7-mile section of single-track in this otherwise double-track corridor to align capacity with increasing rail demand, and we expect to have this in service early in 2021. Okay, so that brings us down near Vancouver. What happens next? So a lot of people might think of just CN and CP operating in the port of Vancouver, but there are in fact seven railways, BN, the SRY, Amtrak, Via Rail, and RMR in addition to CN and CP. So you have commuter traffic to consider along with all the freight moving within the port. Local co-production agreements between CN and CP in the Port of Vancouver route traffic by the most direct route to destination and increase overall rail network fluidity and efficiency. Once CN and CP trains run down to Vancouver on the CN main line, trains are exchanged at Boston Bar between CN and CP. CP operates CN grain trains to the South Shore, and CN operates CP trains to the North Shore. In order for CP to deliver trains to the South Shore, trains move along the CP main line through CP's Coquitlam Yard. And in order for CN to deliver trains to the North Shore, trains either move along the CN main line through Thornton Yard, or along CP through Coquitlam Yard and Sapperton if required, to maintain a balance in the number of trains exchanged. From these points, trains are positioned to move to the North Shore, first transiting the Thornton Tunnel, then crossing the CN Second Narrows Bridge to access the North Shore. Can you explain, first, why the tunnel and the Second Narrows Bridge are key to opening up North Shore capacity? So the Thornton Tunnel is over 11,000 feet long and currently requires up to 20 minutes between trains in order to ensure proper ventilation of the tunnel. The CN Second Narrows Bridge is a single-track lift-span rail bridge linking the North Shore and the South Shore of the Burrard Inlet. Marine traffic takes priority over rail traffic, and the bridge is open for over six hours per day to allow vessels to transit into and out of the Vancouver Inner Harbor. The bridge is open 30 minutes in advance of the transit of large vessels, and those vessels must pass on high tide during daylight hours. Rail and marine coordination is critical to maximize the efficiency of the bridge. An advanced vessel lineup is provided daily with two-hour advance notice of lift request. The National Trade Corridor Fund is key to getting these capacity-enhancing projects done. Improving the existing Thornton Tunnel ventilation system will allow trains to pass through the tunnel more frequently and better utilize capacity when the CN Second Narrows Bridge is available for transit. The rail corridor to the North Shore of Vancouver is going to be improved by adding a 19,000-foot staging track and eliminating the level crossing at Douglas Road and replacing it with an overpass at Hold'em Avenue. If we can stage trains right up close to the bridge instead of staging them much further back, we can move them over to the North Shore that much more quickly when the bridge is available for transit. 
We expect to have the new track and tunnel ventilation complete by the end of next year, while the overpass will take a few more years to complete. We don't want to miss touching on the Fraser River either. Can you discuss traffic flows over and through the Fraser River? So the Fraser River Bridge is a restricted speed, single track, lift span bridge owned by Public Works Canada and operated by CN. The bridge swings open to allow the transit of vessels through the Fraser River and there are sharp curves and grades on both approaches to the bridge. The bridge's swing span is open approximately 7 to 8 hours per day to allow marine traffic to transit. And the bridge is used by four freight railways and three passenger railways. A triple track lift span would likely be optimal, but for now there's single track. Right beside the Fraser River Bridge, you also have the Petulo Bridge for vehicle traffic as well as the SkyTrain Bridge, which is public transit light rail. The Petulo Bridge is scheduled for replacement by 2024, so the replacement of the Fraser River Bridge could be potentially linked to the Petulo Bridge's replacement. Thanks for your time, David. And thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.